G'day and welcome to Radio Notes. Glitterous are our guest. We were to have Sam Buckingham talking about yoga, but due to a technical issue, which is completely my fault, I haven't been able to get her on the line for that chat. And she's currently touring with the likes of James Rain and various other things keeping her busy. I have waited to the absolute last hour before we put out this episode, just in case we could get a chat in the can with her. But in the near future, those radio stations that have got all those Sam Buckingham tunes ready to go, hang in there. We will try to get her on the line to talk about yoga and you'll get a chance to spin the music. For those listening to the podcast, which were released on a Sunday, I've got something else for you. I've got Glitterous. They were recorded on the 17th of August in 2018, just before they went on stage with Regurgitator. Regurgitator, by the way, have released a children's album in the last few days. And the day before that, the federal election was called here in Australia. So very timely to share that chat with you. Before I forget, I did have some correspondence during the last week or two with Andrew Denton's interview. I did ask Andrew what tune or music he was currently listening to and enjoying and why. He got back to us. He said he's currently listening to Hosier's NFWMB and a lot of Andrew Bird, particularly a song he says called Left Handed Kisses, which from memory I played just before it was released, because it features Fiona Apple before I left live radio. A very moving tune. I'll share it with you in the show notes if you haven't actually checked it out. He continues to say, this is Andrew Denton of the interview on Channel 7, and like most people, I eagerly await Barnaby Joyce's Washboard album. Thanks very much for that, Andrew, and best of wishes for your new season of your TV show, simply called Interview, and I believe this year will be less about the famous people and more about the everyday people. And I'll also mention, as podcasters do, that he's got his own podcast from last Monday that he'll be releasing every, I guess, week as the episodes go out. So that's Andrew Denton and Interview. As I mentioned, this week is sort of a last-minute put-together kind of episode, but that's okay. Those will happen every now and again. It doesn't mean you're going to miss out on an interesting conversation, and that with Glitterous is what you have, hopefully, right now. You always can rely on the local pub to get you the facility and the view of the Pembroke School Choir sing-along across the road, but it's more rock and roll at the Governor High Marsh tonight. We're having a chat with two of the members of Glitterous, their album called The Policy came out last year in October. Andrew and Tony, welcome to Radio Notes. Hello. Hey. How Hi. you doing? Let's firstly talk about the formation of the band. Based in Canberra, what happened in Canberra? All of us have played in bands that are predominantly male-dominated for over 10 years. And we were just getting sick of essentially being the only women on stage in our bands in venues and just seeing the overrepresentation of men in the music industry and it just kind of gets a little bit annoying. So actually what happened was Julia Gill had made her misogyny speech. Something cracked in me and went, it's time for Glitterous. So what we did was we pitched a one-off gig of women naked covered in glitter to the local arts festival and said, can we do a protest gig where we just say it's just a body we're just gonna rock out and you can just get over it and stop sexualizing us and they were like oh yeah yeah that sounds great yeah I think that'll work and then 300 people rocked up to our third show we only had five songs 
and demanded more and essentially the band came from there that was four years ago and of course the cruel reality is the same time that your album's coming out is exactly the same time that a mr kevin rudd is releasing the pm years which of course are going to be hypercritical of julia gillard i'm sure yeah that is that is interesting yeah I mean, our album's got, it's called The Policy and it's kind of, it taps into a lot of political issues and we're really proud of that because it's really important for artists to put a mirror up to society and say, look at what's happening, let's talk about this. The gender card, and I, I have spoken to you about this before, I'd prefer if we didn't have to, it'd be great if people could just rock out to the music as it is, but it's integral to what Glitterous was set up to be. Yeah, it is. And um, I mean, getting back to what you were saying about Kevin Rudd's book being highly critical of Julia Gillard, I think that one of the things that we stand for is about how women, it doesn't matter what they do, A, it's always wrong, it's always the wrong thing, whatever a woman does, B, they have to work twice as hard, achieve twice as highly, do something like way better than their male counterpart in order to be recognized as having sort of contributed something and i and we see this day in day out in in all facets of life we see it we see people working in bars and restaurants who are killing it and doing super super well and still not being recognized for their work we see it in teaching and in academia we see it in politics and we're just so sick of having to justify our existence explain how you know have people patronize us when we're we're all individually in the band experts in particular areas we've we're all professional people we're not just musicians and we're sick of being patronized and talked down to it's uh, day in day out it's exhausting a couple of years ago, what well, was it, a year ago, a year and a half ago when Trump came to power and all around the world there was thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, not just women, but people marching for the Women's March to say how dare a man like that, you know, get in power with his history of misogyny that is so clearly in evidence everywhere, how we, we are not standing for this. So it actually feels like the last few years... A few people have bandied around the term fourth wave feminism mm. and, I'm, and, and I feel like Glitterous is part of this fourth wave of feminism where it's like it's not just about women anymore, it's about men and women coming together and saying, you know, society isn't equal, society is getting worse for um, gender inequality, society is getting worse for just financial inequality and we've got to stop that sort of gap broadening. We're talking about a man here who today turned one of the greatest soul singers we've ever had in Aretha Franklin as someone who worked for him. What a oh my god. What is it? Almost 300 million people and he's focusing on his background to do with Aretha Franklin which is the opposite of leadership. Leadership you're supposed to serve the people that you represent not all focus on yourself, Mr. It, Trump. It felt like a bit of mansplaining. What's the worst mansplaining you've well, ever had? Oh, oh don't oh, get don't me get started. started. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. No, I'm answering okay, this. Okay, so um, I'm the lead guitarist in the band. I've been playing guitar for a long, long time. I'm, I'm She's not... a ridiculously good guitarist, like one of the best I've ever met. Well, okay. Thanks, Tony. But that aside, like, 
I am interested and I'm very much, you know, uh, connected with the technology of what it is that I'm playing. I know I've got a lump of wood. I know what the pickups are doing. I know what those coils are doing inside those pickups. I know their magnets. I know, uh, you know, everything about that signal chain from when I strike a string with my plectrum to when the sound comes out of that amplifier. I know what's going on every step of the way through my pedal board and everything. And a couple of weeks ago, just before this tour, I went into a music store who will remain nameless. Um, and I? they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they will re remain nameless, but believe me, they're not going to get away with it. And they actually know me very well. And, and I've got a custom guitar that was beautifully made for me by Rusty Vance from Vance Custom Guitars and my guitar is hanging up in their shop and my my picture is blown up on the wall outside which is ridiculous <laughs> and really actually quite surreal but anyway I walked in there just before the tour to stock up on all of the equipment that we needed for me and for for Kevin and for and for Malcolm as well and so I had a shopping list of hundreds of bucks and I walked in there and then one guy goes, okay, what do you want? I said, I want a right angle quarter inch jack cable, please, from, for my guitar. He goes, oh, well, here you go, is this one? I said, no, 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 that's not long enough. I need a longer one than that. He goes, well, what about this one? I said, no, 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 I want, what's the longest one you've got? He goes, well, in my experience, that's all you'll need. You'll only need that one. You you won't need it in any way. You know, if you have them much longer than that, your K, you, you'll you'll end up with tone degradation. And I I was like, tone degradation. I said you're gonna exp you seriously are going to a tell me what it is that I want. B tell me that what I do want isn't sufficient for my needs, and that your experience trumps mine. And then three, you're going to mansplain tone degradation to me. Listen to me. I've got a the most stunning guitar anyone's ever made. It's got bare knuckle pickups in it. It's got a Dimaggio hot rails. It's like freaking five thousand dollar guitar through a Marshall DSL 2000. It's going to take a pretty damn long cable to interfere fear with that time I was furious I was just like you know what and I, I yeah I called them out on social media which perhaps I shouldn't have done I should have probably settled it in a different way but it just the thing is is that at the end of the day we were doing a 15 date tour with regurgitator in some of the During biggest this. venues <laughs> in this country and I've got some guy who's barely out of nappies telling me what I want and what I need and what's better for me in his experience. And it's why like, is that? Shut up. And why is that? Because you, Shut up. you look like you because don't I, know what you're talking about exactly. because of your appearance. It was just, I mean, fortunately for me, like someone in the store recognized me and intervened and said, Sam, you know, come here, come here, come here, come here, come over here, I'll serve you, I'll serve you. But, and people were saying to me after the event, oh, he probably didn't know who you were, but that's not the point. It doesn't matter who I am. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm locally well known. I want every female to be treated properly when they walk into a music store. S men, stop assuming we don't know anything because we do and it's patronizing and it gets really and just annoying and, and it what, makes so, us want to punch you so what happens which we've just put up with for years and i don't even want to talk about it because i get annoyed talking about it but you have to double prove yourself yeah so it's like as 
a musician, as a teacher, as a business owner, mm. I find I'm constantly having to prove myself more than one time yep. and having to actually spell out what I can do while, while for, for men they assume they're good at it. So I'm always having to work harder to prove that I'm better and pr- prove that I'm smarter and have more qualifications and more experience than men to get the equal amount of respect. And I think that's bullshit. Yep. This reminds me exactly of the sketch on the Amateur Hour, of course, with um, Jen Clower done by Laura Imbruglia. Yeah. Because what I'd like to know is what's the solution for it? I think it comes down to respect. Yeah. I, think it, I think it comes down to a lot of... So firstly, I'm very passionate about this. Firstly, we need more female role models in these positions of leadership in all industries so that young women can look up to these positions and go, I'm going to be that and see a vision of themselves that looks like them. So when I was a young drummer of 13... I couldn't see many female drummers, so I kind of thought it was for the men and didn't really do it that much. Turns out I really like playing drums and I really want to be a musician, so I just kind of pushed through. Mm. Oh, I did remember a a ridiculous... So an example of mansplaining, another one, but from you now, Tony. It's not exactly mansplaining, but it used to happen to me a lot when I was Mm. playing. I was the only girl in another band that I played in for years and we'd tour around the place, always in male-dominated venues, and I would be carrying in my cymbals and snare and more than once people would be like, oh, it's so nice of you to carry your um, the gear for your boyfriend. I'd be like, I'm the drummer. I'm the drummer. And then I'd get off stage and people would be like, you know, you, you can like actually play the drum like you're pretty good for a girl you know and that's just like look of surprise yeah. that your your expectations are so low and that I can actually play. it's like how dare you patronize me with your expectations so yeah. we we need to raise the expectations respect that women can be the same if not better than men and that diversity makes a better society in every industry and we have to make sure that we have role models encouraging women to be brave and, and attempt these industries and that is where we start so it's really role models I think. the album is called the policy which i am assuming is about a series of different policies and we will get to that but i, I want to focus on this particular issue that we've stirred you up about or i have at least it doesn't take much to stir us up i tell you it really it's not hard how do we get it off the page as a society and into action the arts Education. education, leadership in education and arts inspiring people outside politics and like corporation advertising. So talk, talk me through how that process works, how it's actually proactive. Start a band, start writing stuff about things that you want to write stuff about, start a blog, st- I don't know, yeah. be an artist, be a leader in society, artists are leaders in societies, they're having ideas, have ideas, inspire communities, do community events, have a say, speak to your friends, push it, push your own ed- about education. I mean, it's important to recognise that all everything we've been talking about, misogyny, the way women are treated as second-class citizens, which they are, it doesn't matter if it's the Western world, other mm. parts of the world, that is not a female problem. That is Ex- a male problem. Exactly. Now, you're putting a microphone in front of me and Tony, and... It's actually not us that can answer to it. What you need to do is stick the microphone in front of, you know, Turnbull and his front bench. You want to stick the microphone in front of people like Tony Abbott. You want to put the microphone in front of 
males who consistently employ mediocre males in positions yeah. of power that keep talented women down, that keep them out of yeah. important roles in society. And therefore, it's a vicious circle that men just work with their mates. It's a homocentric kind of world in politics, in academia, in all the big institutions. They employ their mates or they employ people like themselves. They keep women out and therefore, and, and so yeah. women can't get in those positions to then inspire other yeah. women, etc., etc. And let me tell you, you have to fight to get into a position of power. Yeah. And I say that from experience mm -hmm. because... Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a fighter, and and everyone in this band is a fighter, and we've all fought very hard to get where we are, not just with Glitterous, but with our outside professions too. Seriously, the more equal society is, the better it is for everyone in society. The more inequality, the bigger the gap between the haves and haves nots, the men and the women, the different coloured people in society, the worse it is for everyone. So it's actually everyone's problem. And that's what I'm loving about um, this tour that we're doing and our audiences is that we're inspiring a lot of men yeah and a lot of we're actually selling more merch to men than we are women and it's freaking amazing because i think a lot of our fans are going this is refreshing and these women have something to say and i'm on board because you know what i'm sick of the boring kind of bat boring crap is in the in the music industry and we're shaking some stuff up oh, yeah. so we've it is, got some yeah. things to say about that as well because today's music industry if you can call it that because it is so fragmented these days is a weak industry i think that there are extremely talented musicians yeah. out there who've got something to say but no one's taking the risk and doing anything with them i think that what we've got representing both men and women in, in music is weak meaningless wallpaper fashionable kind of forgettable bland and has nothing to say when you turn on the radio it just sounds like forgettable wallpaper and, and like you look back what 20 years ago in australia we had some really brave interesting music going on that yeah. was like hitting world stages you look at like tism and machine gun fellatio and yep. spider bait and regurgitator friends of Rome. you know there's just a lot of interesting music coming out of australia and for some reason, I think it's something to do with fashion and the internet has probably come and you can't earn as much mu money in music anymore. And so everyone's just gone safer, 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 yeah, trying to make any money. And the industry has lost its punch and it's lost its courage. And we're really annoyed at that. And I guess that's a lot of the reason why we're pushing the yeah. music that and we're we, writing. And yeah. we write in a very free way. We're answerable to absolutely no one except ourselves. And all we want to do is is come off, come off the stage knowing that we've given it our all, knowing that we've played songs that we're passionate about, that mean something, that we've left our heart and soul on the stage with the audience. What's also really interesting is how so many bands from the era that Tony's just talked about are still doing yeah. so well and packing up. Look at Regurgitator, that they're selling out, that they've sold out most of this tour. Spiderbait did a sold out tour early this year. The Living End sell out their shows. Friends of Rom are playing amazing shows all and festivals all over the country. There people like Jebediah, Grinspoon, there is a reason why people still want to go and see those bands because they had a passion and a dedication and a kind of a a, a pure commitment to the music. 
you you just don't see as much as of. Much. There is definitely yeah. some. But there it's is some of it out there, but it, yeah, it's nowhere near what it. What we're currently in conversation with both Tony and Andrew of Glitterous. They're about to go and perform with Regurgitator on a joint headline tour. I would think it, it, it is. <laughs> no? We're support. Don't, don't <laughs> say that in front of them. We're definitely the main support. <coughs> okay. And we're having a fantastic time and we love Regurgitator. They're fantastic. They are role models of men in Australia. Yeah, like they, they are. are very progressive. They really consider all of their intentional actions in the world, whether it's to the women in their lives or to the men in their lives and to the people in their lives they're very intentional and they are great role models for men they're very socially conscious they're environmentally conscious they're they're intellectual guys the people they hang around with uh, and audiences as well as their manager and their sound guy and everyone we just love their whole family so the record produced recorded where and with whom Okay, so we recorded it at the Pet Food Factory in Sydney with Jay Wally, who is, as everyone knows, is the lead singer of Friends of Rom and a punk icon in Australia. It was mixed in Canberra um, by Clem Bennett, who is an amazing um, front of house and mix engineer and has worked with some of the best rock and metal bands all over the world. He's worked with Arch Enemy, Funeral for a Friend, Bullet for My Valentine, Mastodon. So he's used to super heavy sounds. And then it was mastered in London by um, Mandy Parnell, who is, uh, well, in my opinion, she's the best mastering engineer in the world. Mm. She was, um, yeah, she's got her own studio called Black Saloon um, in Walthamstow. And um, she mastered all of Bjork, a lot of Bjork's records, the XX, a whole range of white stripes. She's worked with them. She's worked with, you know, she's got Grammy Awards coming out of her ears. She's a genius. And I knew that she would be able to, you know, just polish what we'd done and turn it into something amazing. Can you talk to us about how this is a record record, how the, yeah. how the songs sit and how it's a, a story within that LP? So we named it The Policy after one of the lead songs on the album called The Policy that for us we wrote in a fit of rage and manifesto and it kind of sums up the glitterous message in its lyrics. So if you listen closely to the lyrics, you'll be like, oh, I get it. Pretty much the album kind of goes along that line of like gender inequality and the frustrations that we've felt in our experience as women in the professional world and in music. And the album is full of songs that are completely absurd and crazy and very kind of punk and then songs that are quite you know stupid and about cock rock and then we've got songs like like warriors is about like you know the suffragettes and the sufferings in a kind of rap way and then we've got like a song like spit hood which is about indigenous rights in the country so we're we're covering a lot of issues that are political and that's why we called it the policy because it's kind of our take and we spent many months writing these songs in 2017. Yeah. We went on lots of um, getaway. We went on a few weekends away for songwriting, which was fantastic, where the four of us just got together with no one else and wrote the songs. And it was an amazing experience and we loved it. And it came up with these little gold nuggets. I'm noticing, and I think you've said this as well in the past, that the audience, and particularly the engagement audience, is male as well as female. Yeah. It's extraordinary how many yeah. male fans we have and um, and in fact as Tony said earlier I think 
the balance of fans is actually more male than female which sounds extraordinary but it's true and, and as we said like we sell three quarters of our merchandise is sold to men like we had to buy after two weeks of of the regurgitated tour. no actually after the first weekend, first after, weekend yeah. after four shows we sold out of men's t-shirts so we had to do a whole of a run within like two days for the next weekend what's really interesting about it is that you see guys who are who present as you know uh, what i would call as hyper masculine and then after we come off stage and if they have the bottle to come and talk to us which some of them don't but some of them do you can actually feel that mass that toxicity just dismantle mm. in front of you and it's amazing how like fully grown men who are like twice the size of us and sort of come across as quite uh, full-on and aggressive suddenly turn into like shy little kittens in a second like I mean it's intimidating watching four women who who are you know just shredding their instruments and screaming their heads off for 40 minutes and I think it's you know. kind of empowering for men as well yeah to and women obviously but for men as well to kind of realize they don't they don't need to have that front and it's like but you know and yes it's it for a lot of people would say it's surprising that we have so many male fans but I would say like you know as a woman I was a massive fan of a lot of all male bands so why mm. is it interesting that we, yeah. Glitterous, which is all women, have male fans. And I actually think it's refreshing for men to be a fan of an all-female band for the same reasons they're fans of all-male bands. Mm. They just like the music and find it really intense and great. Where you think your listeners are. So they've bought the album. Mm. Where are they when they're listening to this album? Firstly to you, Tony. Uh, I like to think they're at home with their turntables or CDs or laptops or on their phone with their headphones listening to it while they're doing the dishes, while they're cleaning the house, while they're having a dance in their living room before they go to work or when they get home on a Friday night. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I hope it's listened to at parties and I hope it's, <laughs> I hope like, well, it's horses for courses really. because, yeah, yeah. you know, I hope there's women out there who will come home from work and they'll, they'll have had a really tough day. They'll have been mansplained to and then they'll put on a song like The Policy or Slut Power and just feel empowered. But I also hope there's people out there who are, you know, who are mental like a lot like you know we basically are who who will just go wah you know feel like freaking out and then put on like sex video or my car and just <laughs> whack the hell out to that for like a few minutes Andrew thanks very much for your time you're welcome thank you thanks Tony no worries thanks John Andrew and Tony from Glitterous their album's called The Policy it's available through streaming as well as online services and you can pick it up on vinyl as well I'll have more details in the show notes for that I also should mention that I have not been 100% as you might be able to hear as well and I need to get up to speed pretty darn quickly to get us back on track for a massive Two great guests coming up in the next two episodes. We've got Elizabeth Shearer, who is an actor, followed by David Thor. The full interview with him is coming up. And then uh, in May, we'll be hitting the ground running with a number of interviews, including that of Laura Imbruglia, Scared of You, that album I mentioned just a few episodes ago. That extended chat will get a run as well. That's her a little bit of next episode's guest. Do you know those old school ones where you like yeah. pop open? Yeah, pop open. That would be what I do. Yeah. 
like a long napkin to cover the dress when I eat said sausage roll. Can you imagine? I, c- I can literally imagine Liz would have sauce from like one end to the other of that dress. Maybe it needs to be a red dress. Maybe I just need to like go out with tradition and just shove that thing red to cover tomato sauce colour. Done. Sorted. Let's talk about Zella briefly. What's in her wedding dress pockets? Maybe some handcuffs so the man doesn't leave her. Some of those like sleeping tablets or something to, to knock him out so he doesn't run away. Yes, a sexy little pistol that she has. That makes sense. And then a tiny bowl of vodka, obviously. Done. Sorted. That's the sounds of Elizabeth Shearer. We'll be hearing from her next episode here on Radio Notes. Thanks very much for your company. Off the chats. I thought with the record store day yesterday, we might slip into the Australian recording industry charts for vinyl of the last week. And at number one is Pups One called Morbid Stuff. Brand new in at number one. Number two from four is The Greatest Hits by Queen. Billie Eilish, uh, Where We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, is in at number three, down from two. Down from one to four, The Great Escape by the Hilltop Hoods. And at number five, up from eight, is a band called Nirvana. Okay. And record called Nevermind. And so uh, that's the uh, top five Australian recording industry vinyl album charts for this week. Let's uh, have a quick look at what else we got here. Let's have a look at the Australian albums. Let's do that. And Dean Lewis is in at number one, uh, doing a swaparoo with The Great Escape from the Hilltop Hoods. Number three, brand new, is Russell Morris's Black and Blue Heart. Congratulations to Russell Morris for that. Amy Shark from five up to four. Five down to four is Cold Chisel. And in excess, it's six steady. And then uh, seven steady is Akadaka's Live. And a brand new one for I Know Leopard is in at number eight with Love is a Landmine. Number nine is The Laps Around the Sun by Ziggy Alberts. Crowded House rounds out the top ten with the very best of from nine down to ten. That is the Australian Artists album charts for this week. RadioNotesPodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Murch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia. 